Mishnah Yud Gimel. Who are you? I'm Hill would say, Neged Shema Avad Shmei. That the increase in a man's celebrity will ultimately lead to his downfall. Rashi brings the Pasuk in Mishnah, Lefnei Shever Ga'ayin. Before someone is broken, he becomes famous. Celebrity status itself, the more a person's name is known, that itself is cause for his downfall. The Gemara cites this regarding Haman, right? Haman was getting increasingly, increasingly more powerful and more famous, but that itself would ultimately lead to his downfall. The truth is, right, nowadays it's so obvious to see. The more public one is, the more everyone's coming for him. Right? You want to be successful and anonymous, not be famous in any which way. The truth is this sentiment is said about bull markets and sells, right? They're born on pessimism, grow on skepticism, mature on optimism, but die on euphoria. The euphoria, the perfect name, the great celebrity, is just one step before complete death. Right? Don't be so excited about gaining celebrity status. One who does not continue or add on, one who does not add on will be gathered in. What does this mean? So Rashi explains this based on the last mission in Tainus. The last mission in Tainus tells us that Tuba'av was one of the greatest Yom and Taivim Kal Yisrael had. And the Gemara brings a bunch of different Pshatim in why Tuba'av was a celebrated holiday. And one of the Pshatim it brings is Yom Taver Magal. It was the day they would cut, stop cutting wood for the Mizbeach. And from that day on, they would have more time to learn Torah. And anyone who does not add to his learning of Torah, Deloy Moisev Yosef, whoever does not add will be gathered in. The truth is, this word Moisev Yosef, right, is two opposite meanings. Moisev is to add, Yosef means to be the end. Now, the truth is, anywhere in Chumash, where we find the words Loyasaf, Rashi Taka brings to Pshatim as to what it means. I'll give you an example. Kol Gadol V'loyasaf, right? That, that by Maimon Arsinai, we had this great voice. V'loyasaf, Rashi says, what does it mean V'loyasaf? One shot, it did not continue. No other time in history was a great voice like Maimon Arsinai heard. Another Pshat, Rashi says, that it never stopped, that the voice that emanated from Arsinai continued forever. Similarly, by Yehuda and Tamar, it says, V'loyasaf Oidladato, right? He did not, Loyasaf, he did not continue. Rashi brings two pshatim. Either he never lived with Tamar again, or he never stopped. And finally, by Eldad Safu, they were prophesying, and either they did not continue, or they never stopped. So amazingly, this word Yosef, right, Rashi brings every time in Chumash, Loyasaf could either mean never continued or never again. How is it possible for it to be such polar opposites? The truth is, we have a Kabbalah from the going from the Maral. The first time we see anything in the Torah, right, that is the potency, that is the spiritual essence of the thing. It's based on a Gemara in Brachas that says, right, if someone sees the letter Tess, he should look forward to something good. Now, why is that? There are a lot of letters that begin with, that are the stars to good words. But the first time the test appears in the Torah is in the word, So test in its spiritual essence, the first time it appears in the Torah is Taiv. The first time we see the word Yosef in the Torah is when Rachel names Yosef. Now, how did Yosef get his name? Rachel said, Hashem has gathered in my shame. Now that I have a child, I am no longer shameful. 
And she called him Yosef, saying Hashem should continue to give me another child. So does the name Yosef came from Asaf, from gathering in, or Yosef Hashem Li Benacher? The name Yosef, when it first appears, right, has the antecedent of Asaf, but then it continues to Yosef. So it could either mean gather in or the exact opposite of never again. Of course, we can add a little bit that sometimes these ideas are not as disparate as they as they seem, but really linked. For instance, never again is a slogan we have about the Holocaust. We'll never again let it happen to us. Now, how do you ensure never again is by constantly being aware of it and constantly into your into your sphere of influence, right? When we say Hashem's kol gadol alayasaf, when Hashem had this voice, right, that will never again, that voice will never again be heard, right? in that potency, but what is the way to keep it with us always, right? If we realize how unique it was, we keep it with us always. So uh, that voice that Hashem had from our Sinai, we can always bring it into our hearts and minds. And in that respect, we perpetuate it for eternity. Next line, Rashi says, that if someone learns, but he refuses to teach anybody, he's Chayiv Misa. Now, why is this person Chayiv Misa? Now, the Gemara in Sukkah, is there a Torah of Chesed or Torah of Na Chesed? What's the difference? The Gemara says either Torah Lishma is Torah Shal Chesed and Shalai Lishma is Torah Shal Chesed or Torah Lalamed is Torah Shal Chesed and not Lalamed is not Shal Chesed. That means if the purpose of Torah is to teach Torah. It's not for you specifically to gain mastery for yourself and to withhold it from someone else. Because the Torah of Chesed, as we've explained already a number of times here, that the purpose of the world is Olam Chesed Yibana. When Hashem created the world, He created a world through so that He could give. And every time we are giving, it's an act of creation. And as we spoke out, the Torah stands on three things. Torah Avardeg Milas Chasadim. Right? So, but we said all three things are not created equal. The Iker is the Chesed because that is the purpose of creation. So when you do a Chesed, Rufotner explained, you get Sainim Atanas Yechia. When you are a giver, you are a life force. You're creating just like Hashem created the world, Yeshmi Ayin, in an act of Chesed. Whenever you're doing an act of Chesed, you're doing an act of creation. Says Rufotner beautifully that when you teach Torah, when you're doing a Torah Shal Chesed, do you gain or do you lose? Do you lose when you teach someone else? We have a din of The most you could possibly learn is when you teach. Because when you're engaged in the Torah Shal Chesed, the same way when you give an act of giving, Aser to Aser, Aser Bishvil Shetis Asher, whenever we give Tzedakah, we in fact gain more, not in the natural sense of the world, right? In the natural sense of the world, when you give tzedakah, your bank account should deplete. But in the spiritual sense, we know that when you give tzedakah, you're going to increase your bank account. Similarly, when you give over Torah, you are going to increase your Torah knowledge because teaching is the best way to acquire knowledge. Because it's a Torah shachesed, it's a Torah of creation. So the flip side would be loyalaf. If you refuse to teach, that means you're not giving a Torah shachesed. You're anti the creation of the world, which is built on a world of chesed. Finally, someone who uses the crown of Torah for his own personal gain, he will also pass away. Right? The Gemara says clearly in the Dharam, that you have to teach Torah freely. And the Gemara, similarly, later in the Dharam says, brings a story of Rabbi Tarfin, 
where he was about to be killed. He was mistaken for a thief and they were going to kill him. And he said, hold on, I'm Tarfin. And they spared him. And he spent the rest of his life thinking that maybe he did something wrong that uh, using his name of Rebbe Tarfin to spare his own life. And Mars says that really he could have bribed them. That would have been better. But you should never use Torah for your own personal benefit. Now the Rambam, not here, but in Perak Dala, where we also have the same statement, the Shamish Vitogachalf writes very, very, very strongly. He writes that you cannot take any money for learning Torah. You cannot take any money at all. The Rambam says really only two things are allowed. You can not pay a certain head tax on account of being a Talmud Chacham, and people can you invest your money, promote free on account of you being a Talmud Chacham. But to take any money, he points out, why didn't Hillel, right? Hillel, who didn't have enough money to enter the base of Medrash, why didn't he do a Yisachar's Zvulun with someone? Or what about... Um, Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa, Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa says, His wife said, we have no food to eat. Now, what do you mean? No one gave chesed? No one's willing to give money to Rabbi Hanina, the Halig, Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa? says, But they would not take a penny for their learning. All right? The Raman says, you cannot take money for your learning at all. Again, everyone likes to quote the Raman at the end of Shemitah, that says, not just Shevet Levi, but anyone who accepts to... Uh, Upon them, the yoke of Torah, Hashem will provide for them. But that just means that if you work a little, Hashem will will provide for you. Like the Gemara says in Brachas that the Hasidim or Yishayim would spend three hours of davening each tefillah. So the Gemara asks if they're davening for nine hours, right? The Gemara says that if you daven for nine hours, your work will be successful and your Torah will be successful. Right? But it doesn't say you don't have to work, right? So the Rambam says very, very strongly. Right, he says this also in in other places in the Yad in Hilchas Talmud Torah Perakimo Halacha Yud Kol Amesim Aliba Shiyasik B'Torah V'Leyasim Halacha V'Yisparnis Menatzdaka Anyone who says he's going to learn and take communal funds Hariza Chila Les Hashem It's Mechal Hashem Shemayim Mivizes Atari You disgrace the Torah V'Kavah Ma'ara Das You extinguish the fire of the Theology. That's this din of it's Right, and I, you have a Gemara that says, The Ramam says that just means when you're traveling, you can accept lodging on the road based on your Tamachacham status. Or you could choose not to, like Shmuel HaRamasi. But there's, you cannot take any fees for learning Torah. The Ramam is very, very strong on this issue.